I'm Sister Bear, I'm here to say that what I like to do is play. I run, I skip, I jump, I climb, I have myself a great old time. Who's the one I play with best, play with better than the rest? Just turn the page and you will see my favorite playmate, little me! I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the rest of the book like this. It's just the the intro actually begins with Sister Bear saying, "I'm I'm Sister Bear. I'm here to say." And it was just, it was basically just saying, "Please rap, please rap me terribly. Like please do this as if I was some sort of terrible children's rapping video from 1987." So that's that was that's. Let's just let's just start the show. In Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and I already sang in this episode, so I'm not going to sing at the beginning of this one. I, you heard, you heard what I'm doing. And this episode, we're discussing sharing. And what could be more biblical than sharing? Yes, it's 1992's The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share, and 2010's rewrite, The Berenstain Bears Learn, Learn to Share. They didn't change the name on this one. They just kept it the same because there's just pretty much one thing going on, and that's that they're learning to share. Now, already you know that this book is unusual because it is narrated solely by Sister Bear. Uh, it's her story, her story to tell, and she is here to guide us through the wonderful world of sharing. We're going to go from point A all the way to point B to see how Sister learns to be a... That's Okay. Sister doesn't learn how to share in this. Sister already knows how to share in this. In fact, the book is called The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share, and the cover actually shows Sister Bear hoarding her toys. She has a box of checkers. She has a trumpet. She has a ping-pong paddle. She has a stuffed frog. She has another little animal stuffed in there somewhere, and she's just she's holding onto them with her. like They're stuffed in her arms, and she's scowling over her shoulder at Brother, who's standing behind her hands on hips. And from the from the cover, the, the indication we're given is that this is going to be a book where Sister doesn't like to share her toys, and she somehow has to learn how to do that but right off the bat we know we're in for something different because sister's talking to us and she says you know come into my house i want to show you i want you to see a little bit about myself and and she takes you into her room and she says you know this is my favorite person to play with in the whole world is myself i just love to sit in my room by myself and play with things you know i'm i'm my greatest playmate i know what i like to do and she sort of takes us through her you know her playing day she likes to play you know have tea with her dolls uh she likes to enjoy all of her toys that are right there on her shelf she uh, likes to ride around in her big red truck she likes to pull her toy duck just everything is hers but sometimes she says she gets a little bored and there's games you can't play by yourself and so she goes and she finds her brother who will play checkers with her or bean bags or pick up sticks and she 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 mentions the fact that it's it's beating her brother at these games which is how she, which is part of the fun of having someone else there. She says beating him is how I get my kicks. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're given the indication that although sister likes to be by herself, she also enjoys the company of other cubs. In fact, uh, Liz, Bob, and Clem show up. Three cubs. We know Liz, Lizzie, Lizzie Bruin. We don't know Bob or Clem. Uh, don't know who they are, but Sister Bear gets to ride around on Bob's bike, which is suspiciously like Brother's new bike we'll be seeing uh, in upcoming books, uh, which we know that for a fact, sister can't run. So out of continuity, we know it's out of continuity. And, uh, Bob rides on her tricycle and they, they like to share their stuff. And then, uh, 
And Sister points out that, you know, if you share things with people, they're going to want to share with you. So they share their time together. They share their games together. They share books. They trade cards. They visit each other's houses. It's, uh, it's all about give and take. And then all of a sudden, a ton of other cubs show up. We've got someone named Millie. We've got Mike. We've got Nat. We've got Anna Mae. Uh, we've got Cousin Fred, Snuff the Dog, and all these other kids show up, including Too Tall, who uh, decided, they decided to start a baseball game. So they all start playing the game. They're having a good time. They, you know, they split up into teams. Too Tall hits a home run. Everyone's having a grand old time until Lizzie, who has brought a glove and a hat, will not share her glove with Cousin Fred. Uh, she'll share her hat. She'll let Cousin Fred have the hat, but she wants the glove to herself. So what does Cousin Fred do? He does something that is entirely within Cousin Fred's character. He shoves Lizzie as hard as he can, and she falls over. Like, it's this super aggressive moment in the book. Like, is he? she says, she'll share her hat, but not her glove. Uh-oh. Fred gives her a little shove. And this is not a little shove. Like, he's knocking a child over. She's knocked off of her feet. Everyone starts fighting. The cubs start yelling at each other. Tootal's yelling at brother. Lizzie's yelling at a little cub dressed like Papa. Fred's yelling at some other nameless cubs and sister finally yells for everyone to stop and everyone goes home and that's it. Like everyone's like, well, everyone's ticked off at each other. They grab, they grab all their things. They head off and sister's like, eh, that's all right. Tomorrow's another day. We'll pick up where we left off. And meanwhile, there's still a lot of time left in the day. So come on in and I'll introduce you to my favorite playmate again, me. And she has all of her stuff in her arms. That's it. Sister bear, neither bear and stain, none of the bears, none of the bear cubs. Uh, from sister to brother, none of the immediate bear family, certainly none of their friends, learn a darn thing about sharing in this book. It's The book is explicitly called The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share, and sister extols the virtues of sharing, about how it helps you make friends, helps you play, helps you get along. Uh, when one person shares, everyone else wants to share, and it's kind of how you form this like sense of community, the sense of like belonging and, and peaceful togetherness, and how sometimes, yeah, you get into arguments, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's best to share, but no one, no one internalizes this. You don't actually see the sharing taking place uh, at the end of the day, they all get into a huge fight and go home. And sister's like, eh, I got mine. And she's got all of her toys with her. And she's going to have a good time anyway, even if she can't share, even if there's no one around to share with. So uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode, this is a uh, another Cub Club book. Look, Ma, I'm reading the Berenstain Bears Cub Club. So, of course, we know that it's going to be a little light on details. But it kind of backfires on itself. It, it doesn't really teach you anything. It extols virtues and then doesn't demonstrate them uh being put to good use at the end of the day sharing doesn't work it falls apart uh the, the the message we end up with is that cubs can't overcome their selfish natures they're going to get in fights they're going to walk away from each other and just hope that the next day we can put it all behind us like that's not sharing that's just dealing with each other that's bare no pun intended tolerance that's that's not building anything that's just putting up with people until they go away so in 2010 uh a solid 18 years later Mike Berenstain jumped in to republish this book for Zonder Kids. And, of course, with the republishing of Zonder Kids uh, as part of the Living Light series came a rewrite. Uh, they didn't change the title, as I pointed out. It's still The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share. But they did add uh, a few things here and there to the book. Now, it starts off right off the bat with a dedication or a quote. And the quote is, For God loves a cheerful giver. It's 2 Corinthians 9, 7 and Let's talk about sharing a little bit. The Bible, you would think, okay, this is great. This is a great opportunity. The Bible is, you know, we, we saw that the Bible doesn't have a whole lot to say specifically about some of the other subjects we've covered. But the Bible certainly says a lot about sharing. I mean, after all, we know there's an entire story in there about Jesus feeding the hungry with loaves and fishes. So there's a lot, there, there has to be a lot in the Bible to say about sharing. And that's true, but remember that the Bible 
whether you're dealing with the original books or the later Testament, the Bible is comprised of writings that are written to very specific audiences about very specific things. And when you start cherry picking out quotes about sharing or about any particular subject, you lose a lot of the context. In fact, some of the quotes I found on sharing were actually split in half. Like they didn't have the rest of the statement because they were in the middle of a story. They were in the middle of something else. Um, a lot of the stuff about sharing is about entering the kingdom of heaven, is about uh, sharing the word, in, is about uh, avoiding punishment. So, you know, we look, you look things up and you find things like, uh, like Luke 3.11. 3.11. Uh, he answereth and saith unto them, he that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. So you're right, right there. You're like, okay, that's, that's about sharing what you have. Uh, but it's not. It's sharing with those who have less. What sister's talking about is sharing between people who are on equal footing, like giving to the poor, giving to those less fortunate, giving to those who have not is a fantastic virtue. It's a fantastic idea. It's a prevalent theme amongst many, many religions and one with universal messaging. Um, but this book, Berenstain Bears Learn to Share, isn't about sharing with those who have not. It's about sharing with those who pretty much have the same. And kind of equal exchange of 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 personal possessions. So when you read a when you read something like Isaiah fifty eight seven, is it not to is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. When you when you dealing with this, you're you're still dealing with those who have who have little, who have been cast out, who have not. We see a lot of that. We see a lot of uh, extolling extolling the the virtue of giving giving to others when they are in need and that's brilliant that's wonderful please 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 share that sentiment with your children but how do you teach children to share with one another using lessons from the bible um after all the the, the characters in the bible from genesis all the way up through the seven-headed woman in revelation aren't always the nicest people even our heroes i mean remember that you know the, the the books of the Old Testament are all about the history of of the Jewish people, and it's history. It's not just so stories. It's not uh, you know even though they get couched as you know these are the heroes, uh, they're not necessarily the greatest people always doing the greatest things. I mean the end result is usually for the benefit of the Jewish people, but it's not always stuff that you would want your kids copying. I mean look at King David, the guy did some pretty shifty things. I mean you know ultimately he was you know forgiven for doing them because hey you know jewish people but when you look at his his life it was he, he, he did some sketchy stuff he wasn't always the nicest guy and and that's cool and all because you know these are stories about about you know your history they're they're about you know like they're all leading up to something but hard to pick hard to pick and choose hard to cherry pick um lessons from that because they're not written these aren't these aren't children's texts you know these aren't fairy tales they're they're just messy stories that were passed down yada 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 so sharing wasn't always a huge part of that. I mean, you can say like, no, nah, I was a stranger in Egypt. Like that, it, it's all, it's all about the, the outsider coming in and being welcomed or being given when they have not. So, well, let's see what, what, what Mike decided to do. So the illustrations are the same in the Berenstain Bears Learn to Share 2010. Like they don't, they haven't done a whole lot to those. There's, there's really not nothing you can do. Um, Sister Bear still introduces us in. Uh, there's, a, there's a few tweaks here and there, just grammar-wise. I don't think it's that important. Um, she adds, she has something uh, right here. Uh, 
I have my games all to myself and every toy on each big shelf. But then they add, they add, okay, so Mike adds some interesting stuff. Not just, not just religious stuff, but fleshes things out a little bit more. There's, okay, so in the, let me see, in the original book, Sister's going on about how awesome all of her stuff is and how she doesn't always want to share it. She says, I have my games all to myself and every toy on my, on each big shelf, which she says in the, in the new version. And then it jumps right to, I take each turn on my red truck. I do not share my pull toy duck. In the new version, she says, in between those parts, she says, but mama says almost every day, take time to share, take time to pray. But there are times I do not care. These things are mine. They aren't to share. So we've added dimensionality to sister's argument, uh, she first of all we bring in mama who's not quoted at all in the original book take time to share take time to pray which i mean okay that, that seems thrown in there i mean i don't she doesn't link the two ideas she doesn't say what one has to do with the other so i'm yeah, i'm a little as a child even i would be a little befuddled like okay that seems like you just crammed that in there just to make a point but but i like the part where she says but these there are times i do not care these things are mine they aren't to share and there's a sign that we don't get in the original book we see sister sort of digging in her heels. And even though she's talking to us, she's being honest with the way kids are. Like, you know what? These are my toys. And if I don't want to share them, I don't feel like I should have to. But she then begins questioning her, her motive. So in the original version, she says, but sometimes I get tired of me, a little bored with little me. That's when I know it's time to share. It's my play things with my fellow bear. Um, now in the new version, she says, I say inside, it's all mine. But then I wonder, is that kind? Is this the way that I should be a bear that only thinks of me? And then she goes into, then I know it's time to share my playthings with my fellow bear. So the old version, sister gets bored with her toys. And that's when she's like, hey, now I know it's time to start sharing. And that's a fine enough lesson. Like, honestly, that's a that's a fine enough that's a that's a good way to get to little kids to say, like, hey, if you don't share your things, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself all alone. And when you get alone at forever, there's a lot of boredom there. That's appealing to like a child's sense of 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 well, a selfish sense. Like it's still selfish. Um the new version, sister is actually having a moral quandary. Is this the way that I should be? A bear that only thinks of me. She starts thinking about her own self-image like not how others see her but how she sees her and that's a big jump that's a big leap for a little kid to make and i like that like i like i like that you get to sort of see her inner dilemma that she finds in a certain emptiness not just a loneliness but an emptiness in in hoarding her stuff so uh one is fun and it is true that many games are best with two so she goes to find brother just like she does in the uh in the original version and uh that that's pretty much goes plays out how it originally goes now i do want to point out something interesting uh for a religious book she and brother are playing pick up sticks and i don't know if you ever played pick up sticks that's where you dump a bunch of sticks on the ground you pick them up i don't i don't i don't know how to play it i don't think it's a game anyone's ever actually played but there you have it so the picture of brother and sister playing pick up sticks brother is making this horrified face and sister looks pretty determined now you could interpret that as saying that brother is just being very cautious with this pickup stick um i think you're supposed to pick up a stick and not move any other sticks or something i don't know he could be being careful but i think if you look at the picture the sticks have clearly landed in a rough pentagram and i think that they dump the sticks and sister's like you can't move them you got to play it as it lays brother dear and brother is a little wigged out by the fact that he inadvertently 
created an occult symbol when he dumped out his sticks. So uh, I'm just going to leave that there. It's it's harrowing. It's harrowing, the image. Um, but Sister assures us in the original book that beating brother is how she gets her kicks. However, in the new version of the book, she says, spending time with brother, I get my kicks. I like it. All right, so we're, we're, we're softening Sister a little bit, but we're also making her a little more complex. She enjoys spending time with brother. Uh, it's not just about beating him and just not wanting to be alone. It's about the camaraderie that they've developed as a brother and sister. So everyone else shows up. Uh, she shares her tricycle with Clem. She shares her bicycle, blah, blah. Sharing's fun. It's good to do. Lots of times it's easy to. And if you share, it's also true. Your fellow bear will share it with you. So these lessons, uh, it's all the same. Then everyone comes over to play the baseball game. And here's where things change up again. So as if you remember from earlier, there's a fight and a shove. And a yelling. Uh-oh. Fred gives her a little shove. Now, in the original version, Fred gives Lizzie a little shove, which is not little. It's large. It's a large shove. And the next thing you know, soon there are lots of arguments. Of course, I put in my two cents. But in this one, she'll share her hat, but not her glove. Uh-oh. Fred gives her a little shove. And there's some added lines. We all saw that little shove. It was not showing God's care and love. The God message aside, we all saw that little shove. There's, again, another layer is added. And just a few words, in just six little words, Mike has added a new dimension to this, to this argument, to this selfishness, to this not sharing. Uh, Mike has added a new dimension to this, to this selfishness, to this not sharing. He has added the concept of, of imitated behavior. He has added the concept of escalation. And the fact that this was a witnessed event. People saw this confrontation happen and it triggered them. Like it wasn't just someone shoves someone and then an argument starts. It's your behavior affects those around you. Uh, your selfish behavior affects those around you. That's another way selfishness affects others is what, what kind of what they're getting at, which is people will see you behaving a certain way and then they'll start That'll that'll set the mood going forward. It, it sort of gives people permission as a crowd to to misbehave, and they're like, "Well, if they did it, then I can do it," which which is what we see. Uh, soon there's lots of arguments, and Sister Bear herself starts yelling. Now, in the original version, she says, "I put in my two cents," and the books. This is where the books completely diverge. The original version, she says, "Well, there goes the bat, there goes the glove, and all because of a little shove." But that's okay with this small bear. Tomorrow's another day to share. And everyone's leaving, very upset. And Sister's like, eh, whatever. But in the new version, in Berenstain Bears Learn to Share 2010, Sister Bear says, now I'll put in my two cents. And you see her yelling. In both versions of the book, you see her yelling at the crowd and a bear like looking over their shoulder at yelling Sister. In the original version, you assume that Sister yelled and that broke everyone up and they all went home. In this version, you hear what Sister's yelling. They, they, they change the words. Mike has changed the words. Mike Berenstain. Sister now says, this is not the way. It's not right. We should all be sharing, not in a fight. And then we have a weird line that doesn't fit anywhere. And so to keep the peace between us, all our friends go home. That's it. Like, it doesn't rhyme with anything. It's like they threw in this extra, this extra idea in order to get everyone out. Like, you see everyone wandering off. But it doesn't rhyme. There's no rhyme there because the next line is please. This is and this is a new. This is a new one. We're really digging deep in here. Now I've made the argument in the past that 
Mike has been pulling mostly from like Old Testament ideas. A lot of the references are to Old Testament books. This is explicitly not. She says, please think of Jesus. He would want us to share and show we love our fellow bear. Now, I puzzled over this line for a long time, not because of the meaning, but because I was stuck on the line before it. And so to keep the peace between us, all our friends go home. And I was wondering, is there an internal rhyme here? Because the way the book is published, even the rhyming lines aren't split up like in a poem. It's it's presented almost as prose. Uh, so I was like, am I missing a, a line division? So I was like, maybe it's, and so to keep the peace between us, all our friends go home, please think of Jesus. Like maybe Jesus is supposed to rhyme with between us, but and then it maybe it was supposed to be, he would want us to share and show we love our fellow bear. Like maybe that's it? But it's so confusingly presented, like the, the, because there's no line breaks, because there's no clear indication of verse or meter, I, I, I can't figure it out. So is, 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 and so to keep the peace between us, all our friends go home. Just a statement like, you know what? Hey, readers, I'm stepping out of the poem here. I'm stepping out of the meter. I'm stepping out of the rhyme just to tell you that there's a reason everyone's leaving. I didn't want to draw another picture, so here's everyone leaving to go home. Or did Mike think, I'm going to do a clever internal rhyme. And so to keep the peace between us, all our friends go home. Please think of Jesus. He would want us to share and show we love our fellow bear. Is that what it's supposed to be? Can you rhyme Jesus with between us? I mean, I guess you can. Jesus between us. I guess you can do that. I mean, you know, I've definitely heard worse rhymes in Berenstain Bear books, but I just, I can't scan the line. I can't make it work. It just, it's utterly confusing. So regardless, uh, this is, sister invokes the name of Jesus. She invokes the name of the son uh, of God. And she says, please think of Jesus. He would want us to share and show we love our fellow bear. I don't know Jesus's thoughts on baseball. I don't under, I don't know. Jesus didn't talk a whole lot about sports or kid games or really sharing that in that way. Uh, he didn't say, you know, don't argue about your toys. He was he had other things to worry about. Uh, he did say, blessed are the children. But that doesn't really mean anything. So I would like to think that if Jesus came to bear country, oh God, this is hard to talk about, that if he saw kids fighting on a baseball field, he would say, please don't do that. Like, I guess that's true. Um, I was talking with friends recently and we were saying, you know, like, there's this idea that this question that gets asked, like, if you could have dinner with a famous person, I think usually it's three famous people, but like, if you could have dinner with a famous person, who would you have dinner with? And a lot of times people throw out Abraham Lincoln, Gandhi, Jesus. And it got me thinking, like, would you really want to have dinner with Jesus? Like, I have, tr like, if I go to a book signing for, like, Neil Gaiman, I I get up to that table and I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't have anything to say. I'm so nervous about meeting, like, famous people. Would you really be comfortable sitting for a whole dinner with Jesus or Gandhi or Abraham Lincoln? Would you have that much to talk about? Like, oh, you're Abraham Lincoln. You were the president of the United States during the Civil War. You don't even know what an iPhone. Like, I can't. How would I relate to you? And so if Jesus saw the Cubs fighting over baseball, would he be like, this is not a good thing? Or would he just be like, you know what? I, I, I walked this earth 2,000 years ago. I don't really understand what's happening. Like, the last time I saw children, they were barefoot and wearing, like, bags and, like, ropes. 
And the last time I saw kids, I was like, what was going on? I wasn't like, oh, look at that. There's no part in the Bible where Jesus is like, please stop fighting over sports. He just doesn't do that. Like he doesn't, he doesn't break up a lot of fights. He drives like demons out of a pig at one point. But maybe if he saw the kids fighting, like they're fighting in this book, he'd be like, all right, like roll up his sleeves, like walk over to like cousin Fred and like drive the demons into a pig and drive them over a cliff. I don't know, but it, I, I just don't think that he's that. Yes, I think he would want people to get along, but I think he had bigger fish to fry and loaves of bread to divide. That's a Jesus joke. So I'm not calling Sister out on being wrong, but it's a very young concept of teaching the ins and outs of a maybe apocalyptic rabbi. We don't know. Like, there's a lot of theories about what he was up to, like what his ultimate plan. Like, there's you know, there's books you can read. Just go out. There's a, more than a couple of books have been written about Jesus over the last few years. So you, you can go out, look those up, go to your library and say, point me to the Jesus books. And they'll just be like, right over there. It's a big old shelf of them. Uh, so, you know, okay. So the, then the, finally, the biggest change in the entire book, uh, beyond Jesus, beyond everything else is the last page, the very last page, sister bear says, and there's still some time to play. So turn the page again. You'll see in the original version, she says, my favorite playmate, little knee, little knee. In the new version, and the Berenstain Bears learned to share 2010, she says, and there is still some time to play. So turn the page, and you will see. Brother, will you play with me? And I honestly didn't know how to interpret that last page. So in the original version, she says, my favorite playmate, little me. And you see her with her arms full of toys, and she's looking right at you, the reader. My favorite playmate, little me. In the new version, it's the same exact drawing. She's looking right at you, the reader, and she says, brother, will you play with me? And so you're left to wonder, okay, so is, are we now brother? Like, are we, as the reader, supposed to now be brother? Because she's looking at us, at the reader. Uh, liter from a literary perspective, has the, has the tense shift, the, the point of view shift? Like, what, the first, the book is written in, second person i think this is second person narration like it's not first person i mean it's told from the first but she's talking to the reader it's a second person perspective like but then if it shifts to you being actually a character who we've already established if i'm brother now what is, what tense is that someone write in and tell me because i don't i don't know brother will you play with me or is she saying like brother like because she was just talking about Jesus. So is she like referring to us as like her brother, like in Christ, like her Christian brother? Is that what she's saying? Like, does she, are we all her brother now? Like, is that the point of the end of the book? Like it, what through sharing, we're all related. I don't know, but let's get down to final decisions. The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share, which is the superior book? The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share 2000, wait, The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share 1992 or The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share 2010? Again, same book, same illustration, same basic story. Berenstain Bears 2010. Okay. Berenstain Bears 1992 is the story of Sister Bear talking about how she loves to play by herself. But when she gets bored, she wants to play with other kids. But they always end up being more trouble than they're worth. And her best friend will always be herself. She loves to play by herself. The new version is Sister Bear enjoys playing by herself. But then she starts worrying that she's being selfish by not wanting to share anything. So she goes and finds a brother because he fulfills a, a, a part of her heart. 
And then she loves to play with all of her friends and because they fulfill an even bigger part. Sharing amongst friends creates community. However, there's going to be tension. There's tension. She breaks up the fight. She gives them something to chew on. They all go home thinking about how they've transgressed. Sister goes back inside the house and invites brother and or the reader to play with her. I'm going to go on a limb and say The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share 2010 is the superior book to The Berenstain Bears Learn to Share. I think it made some important changes. I don't think it quite needed the religious references to make those points. I think it made some good psychological points, some deep internal monologue cuts. I think that sister's questioning of her own motives, questioning of the fulfillment of being selfish, questioning of just the, 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 the kind of person she is turning into of her own accord is fascinating enough that we don't need the religion stuff. However, I understand that he had to put the religion stuff in to get Zondervan to publish it, but, but, but the religious stuff is, does feel kind of shoehorned in there. Um, again, it's a rewrite of a book. Don't want to spend too long thinking about it. Just got to get it to the publisher. The religion stuff, not always on point. If you read it with your kids, it's a good starting point, I guess. But I honestly don't see how you can have too deep a conversation about about religion stemming off of this. Like, I don't know if it's a good starting off point. Like, because, again, the Bible just doesn't talk a lot about sharing with your friends. Um, it talks about sharing. But not about sharing, not in this way. Uh, again, I'm not saying not to do it, but... It's not, you know, it's not like some of the other books that really start could could kicked off a good religious conversation. Um, however, it does start a good conversation about being a better person. And so I'm going to give my stamp of approval once again to the Zondervan, Zonder Kids publishing uh, Baron Stain Bears Under Share. Again, it's the only version you're going to be able to find new uh, if you go to a bookstore or go online. I believe it's still in print, still available. Um, if you don't want the religious ones, you're going to have to find a used copy of the Baron Stain Bears Cub Club. Look, Ma, I'm reading version from 1992. But again, the Berenstain Bears learn to share, and it does start off with that awesome, awesome Sister Bear old school rap. It's not the... Someone the other day online referred to it as the, the Barney Rubble's, like, Fruity Pebbles rap. Like, I'm Barney Rubble, and I'm here to say, or whatever he calls himself. But I think that I think that's unfair. I think that... The, I don't I don't think Barney Rubble was the first rap star to, to, to introduce themselves and declare themselves here to say something. So, uh, you know, let's, let's give credit where it's due. Um, all right. So, uh, little housekeeping, um, little housekeeping is that we are still doing a live show. If you're listening to this, the day it drops live show is tomorrow, actually, uh, Sunday, March 19th. If you're listening to this on Saturday, March 18th, the live shows tomorrow morning, uh, 10 o'clock. Wowzers. Uh, we're doing the Berenstain Bears and the new neighbors. I have three guests. It's a moon palace books in South Minneapolis. If you live in the twin cities, if you don't live in the twin cities, I can't help you. You can get a ride, maybe, but it's a Moon Palace Books, South Minneapolis, 10 a.m. That's when the doors will open. I mean, I don't know when the doors will open, honestly. It starts at 10 a.m. It's going to be about 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Uh, then the store will open at 11. You can hang around, buy some books, go next door to uh, Peace Coffee, get, the, get some amazing coffee. Just I love Peace Coffee so much. Uh, you can go next door to that, go to the Trilon Micro Cinema and get a, uh, a schedule. The Trilon Micro Cinema is a one-screen movie theater in Minneapolis that is amazing and shows wonderful art house and just cult films and they're great look them up uh that that little thing of shops trilon and moon palace and uh peace coffee they're kind of this little trio power indie company that all work together and help each other make our community a better place and the book we're covering is all about making our community a better place baron st bears new neighbors march 19th 10 a.m if you can be there please be there uh otherwise We'll be back next week with more Baron St. Bear goodness. I got more Cub Clubs coming out the wazoo. So uh, join me if you can. 
I'm Phil Gonzalez, and I'll see you next week deep in bear country.